Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon, the series podcast. Each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime. Just a quick reminder, this is an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, with my co-host, Austin. Hello, host, Jacob. That's right. I'm trying to enunciate. Austin keeps yelling at us to enunciate, so I'm going extra hard today. I'm the one who needs to enunciate. I totally, like, slur through all my sentences. It's okay. You're drunk. We I'm know. I'm constantly it. drunk all the time. It's fine. It's all right. It's uh, you don't have a drinking problem. You got it pretty much figured out. Am I right? This is the joke. I'm not an alcoholic. Thank you. Okay. Sure. Power sure. to those who are on the recovery journey. That's right. Normalized sobriety. Speaking of sobriety, our other co-host Alex is here. How you doing, Alex? Hello. I am doing good. Is that proper English? Shouldn't it be doing well, Austin? Is that right? Oh dang. No. Um. Uh, I think officially. You, you're doing good now. You can be doing well, but I think doing good is still good. Who who decided that? Was it Merriam-Webster? Like I don't know. Someone who gets paid too much to do dumb shit. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Do you think they get paid a lot, though? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad we uh, English has evolved. You know what? Speaking of, like, dumb jobs, my ultimate dream job would be to be, like, the Yankee Candle person that, like, picks the names for the Yankee Candle. That is my ultimate dream job. Oh, my God. I actually wanted to be a scent maker for them. I think it'd be fun to just, like, throw some wax in a funnel and mix it together and see what you get. Like, that would be fun to me. That does sound like an interesting job. Yeah, I want to start like a dirty candle business. Ooh. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like name them provocative stuff. Oh, like sexual. I'm sure that it, that has to yeah. exist. Yeah. That has to exist. I thought you meant like trash or like fecal matter. I mean, there's probably a, a niche for that like odd candle sense. Like, you know what? Honestly, I always thought about too is like how do people come up with the flavors? You know that game Bean Boozled with the... Like, nasty jelly bean flavors. I can't say that I do, no. Well, you know, like, Birdie Bot's every flavor beans, yes, right? Yeah, from yeah. Harry Potter. Bean oh, Boozled God. is kind of the same thing. It's like, is it, like, a key lime? Or is it booger? Or is it, like, grass? Or is it, you know, <gasps> dirt or something? Or brownie? Like, it's it's one or the other. And I always wondered, like, how do they know what boogers taste like? Or, like, what vomit tastes like? And We've how do you come up with boogers. that? Boogers all is the, everybody's vomit. tasted boogers. Yep, we all tasted vomit. You've tasted vomit on the way out. Yeah, but how do they come up with the flavor? How do they recreate that, I guess? I would have question. to go way out there. Mine like would be like donkey scrotum or stuff that like you don't <laughs> like, think about. Whoa. Often. That, that came that came very fast to you, Jacob. It did. Like, I was wondered. I mean, I would like pick it up whoa. and be like, what does that smell like? And then just go for a whiff. I wouldn't whiff it. I would whop it. Yeah. Is that the word? Whoff. Whoff. I would whoff it. I don't want to go full tilt. And then I would, people were like, oh, what does this oh smell like? And then they would sniff it and maybe you buy it. I don't know. We'll see. But how do you recreate the taste of like something like that? It's... I'm not, that's not a taste. It's a smell. <laughs> I would never create the taste. The Birdie Bot's Every Flavor Beans are not actually the flavor of vomit or boogers. It's just like whatever combination of sugar and acid and cancerous acids they had that day. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Is, yeah. What does carcinogenic taste like? Mm. Yellow 10 or whatever the fuck, yeah. 
what interesting conversation. Why don't we move on to something a little more interesting and talk about our weeks? <laughs> uh, who did anything? Does anyone want to start? Oh, 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 let's pull the, uh, let's pull the e-brake here. Pull the plug. Uh, Austin, you've got some news to share. Not really news. I have an email from someone. I have an email from a listener <gasps> from Brett, who we've mentioned before. Hello, Brett. Hey, Brett. Shout out to Brett. Brett is going through the podcast right now. God knows if he'll make it this far. If so, you're a champion among men, Brett. I believe in one episode, Alex said, we've never gotten an email from a, from a listener. And guess what? Oh my gosh. That's changed today. Yes. Oh Thank you so much. That just, it warms the cockles of my cold, dead heart. The title is Morning, Y'all. So clearly someone's ticked up on our regional accents. <laughs> there we go. Good job, Brett. I love that. That's a great way to start the email. All right. Hi, team. I started a rewatch of the Pokemon anime last month, stumbling across the pod in a Google search. I've been slowly catching up, deciding to put my rewatch on hold until the pod is synced up. In the anime, I'm at the tail end of the Orange Islands while I'm just starting the Yu-Gi-Oh! pod app. Good for you. We did the Yu-Gi-Oh! episode before we started Orange Islands, if I remember correctly. Yes. So, one, I could be doing literally anything else besides listening to your podcast, yet I'm not. You three are doing God's work. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Such high praise. Two, how long do I have to wait for more fan fiction? That was a standout (laughs) episode. People love the fan fiction. So, good news to you, Brett. As you already know, we've done multiple fan fiction episodes since then. Both of which were recently, actually, because we hate Johto. Brett goes on to say, I'm assuming Austin already mapped out his Stalker Richie horror short. And he specifies (laughs) he put the T in Richie. It's in there for Jacob. Oh, yeah, because I always said it wrong. I always say Richie. (laughs) Well, I I think Richie and Richie are both right, but... I don't think Richie, the Pokemon character, has a T in his name. Anyway, I don't even know how to spell it. Is it R-I-C-H-I-E, I-E in the Pokemon? Yeah. Okay, but I had a T? No, okay. no, no. Every, the, the entire internet has decided there's a T in Richie's name, and they're wrong. Okay, well, at least I'm in the majority. Three, have you thought about adding more to the ARC wrap-ups? For example, I'd love to hear about everyone's favorite and least favorite Pokemon from the region, favorite and least favorite side characters, Ooh. best and worst moments, etc., that might be too much to think about, given that you all have lives. Yeah. Though I thought it could be a Debatable. fun addition. Yeah, though I thought it could be a fun addition <laughs> to the MVP LVP stats, which were hilarious and surprising. No, I agree with that. I think we should have more of our arc wrap Ooh, up. that's such a good idea. Let's totally do that. It's hard. It would be great. It'd be kind of hard with how long they are, because there's a lot of worst and best moments. I think it'd be funny to be like, what do we even remember from the past 200 episodes? Yeah. If we remember it, it stuck out to us, obviously. So that's a good way of phrasing it. Anyway, thank you for doing this. I know it's a lot. So I appreciate y'all sticking with it for this long. Brett. I love how Aww. everybody, like, loves that we just keep going. <laughs> and this, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I guess there's, like, a cutoff. I wonder if, like, you took every person who's tried to do this, like, and average out what episode they stopped at. Are we at that point or are we beyond that point? Well, thank you, Brett. That was a great shout out. Mm-hmm. I love how that. Brett implies that we're a team, but that's okay. You know, if I would sell that, out, you know, but it's okay. The Austin isn't the real mastermind behind this, and me and Jacob yeah. just run through the hamster wheel and do what he says. Yep. Uh, let's go on to our weeks now. Who did anything fun? I have something, but I'm I'm debating I'm debating on whether to share it on the podcast or not. You Ooh, should share because it. share it. You've got to now. You can't leave that bait hanging. 
All right, we're going to bite the worm. This is a real life thing. This is kind of a big deal. I got a promotion at my job and I'm I officially started. So Hooray. Hooray. That was a while ago. It officially became official last oh. week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for you, Alex. Look at you making it happen. I know. And I'm like, I, I'm getting all sweaty thinking about it because I'm like, oh, my gosh, did I make a mistake? Did I do the right thing? I'm super nervous. Like, I hope I can do a good job. I don't know. All these things. So we'll see how it goes. But starting a new job is always stressful, but you'll be fine. You got this. I hope they, I, yeah, I hope they understand that I don't know everything right off the bat. Like, it was just... I'm still with my same organization, obviously, but it's like a totally different role. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm feeling very out of place. But I have to remember that they hired me knowing what I already knew. And so like, I'm trying not to be too in my own head about it. So we'll see. But yeah, that was the big thing that happened for me. So hooray. Uh, good for you, Alex. That's awesome. Thanks. Getting paid. like to see it. And maybe by the end of this podcast, Alex will be president. She keeps moving up. Wow. Let's go for that. Austin, what's up with you? Um, I'm still, you know, getting settled in my new place. I got to get rid of some of this echo you can hear in the audio. Jacob, what have you done this week? No, I actually saw a movie this week. You've probably seen this. I didn't know it was a movie. I thought it was just a TV show. But it popped up on a suggestion bar for me. And uh, the movie is called Fargo. Have you all seen that movie? Oh, yeah. I yeah, have I seen love it. Fargo. <laughs> okay. I didn't like the TV show, but I like the movie. I've never seen the TV show. I just thought it was that. Don't bother. It's like... Okay. Don't bother. It was. It got a lot of critical acclaim. I didn't like it. <laughs> okay. Well, I started the movie, and I was. I kept waiting for Billy Bob Thornton to come on no. screen, and he no. never came on screen. So I was like, that must have been something else. I liked. I thought it was pretty good. It kept my attention. Unlike most movies today, usually I drop out during the like you know first hour. I'm like, I'm gonna go watch TikTok or something. But this one kept my interest, and uh, I was like, at the end of it, I couldn't believe that all that happened. Oh, you didn't know about the famous thing that happens at the end of Fargo what famous part there's a lot of parts that I was like this is probably famous yeah Steve Buscemi he's the best part yeah oh he's terrific how did he not did he win an Oscar for that I don't think so like every time he was on screen I like died laughing (laughs) the problem is too as I just watched Monsters Inc so I kept hearing uh the lizard in this movie Monsters Inc and Fargo is quite the the pairing (laughs) it is yeah it's like one they're basically the same movie but yeah, what's the famous scene you're talking about? Wood chipper. Oh, the wood chipper. Oh, that was insane. Uh, update: He was not even nominated for an Oscar. Are you what? kidding me? That's such a that's such a travesty. Well, they're always wrong. <laughs> I'm not like being hyperbolic with that. He was amazing in that, right? Like he made the movie. Yeah, yeah. I just never seen it before, and I was amazed at like how good it was for me. Never hearing of it before. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. What got my attention, because, like, the screen cover is, like, the car crash with the blood trail, and then it starts out with a guy, like, you know, just let me kidnap my wife. I don't know. Why was he needing the money? He said he needed, like, 80 grand in the beginning. Boy, I have not seen this movie in, like, 15 years. This is, like, yeah. (laughs) I can't remember. It's, William H. Macy's character is, like, being blackmailed or something, right? I can't remember exactly. Yeah, it's, I, feel, I feel like Steve Buscemi, I don't know, he feels like really underrated for me, but I recently watched a movie with him in it too. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's called The Death of Stalin, where he plays Nikita Khrushchev, and he's really good in that movie. Yeah, he's phenomenal. How do you do, fellow kids? How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> I know. I love the, uh, I guess he's friends with Adam Sandler, because I think he's in a few Adam Sandler movies, but the one where 
Billy Madison when he calls back his bullies or whatever, and Steve Buscemi's in a basement, and he's like just sitting there looking at something and calls him, and he says he's murdered people. Like there's a list of people who he's killed on the wall, and he crosses out Billy Madison's name. Then he just goes and puts on lipstick, and I don't know. It's a weird scene, but it's 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 great. I don't remember that at all, but it sounds very like Buffalo Bill inspired. It is, yeah. <laughs> all Adam Sandler movies are based on Buffalo Bill. I mean, come on. Is that Whoa. right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you heard it first. Uh, that's it for me, though. I just, you know, got bored and watched a movie. You know, I started to watch The Batman 2 with Robert Patterson, and I just I just couldn't do it. <gasps> 40 minutes in, and I was like... Oh, God. We were just talking about Jacob, this, right? Jacob, you're Team Austin. I think that movie is so overrated. Uh, you, did you not get to the, the car chase sequence that was boring I didn't as get hell? to any sequence. It was I was not. so you bored with that movie. I think I went outside and watched Leaves Fall, and I was more entertained. You guys clearly have no taste. I didn't think it was a bad movie. It just, people, it was so overhyped. <laughs> he lost me when at the very beginning he's fighting the people in makeup that people don't think are criminals, but whatever. It's like a gang introduction scene or whatever, and they're like punching him, punching him, and the people are like, who is this? And he's clearly in his Batman suit. And I'm like, it's it's Batman. Are we that stupid here? And then I don't he goes, remember that, but and sure. he punches one of the boss men, and he goes, "I'm vengeance." And I was like, "That's it, click. I'm all, that's it. I'm done. I'm not okay. I'm done with this all right, shit. wait a I've minute. Seen it so many times, it's so stupid. I'm done. Jacob, wait. In <laughs> no. defense of Batman in general, like I don't feel like that's our Pat's fault. I feel like Batman as a whole has always been a broody emo kid like he's always been that way so that <laughs> i know i'm sick of it i want spice of life batman i want like flamboyant batman uh, spice of life batman. <laughs> not slice of life spice of life <laughs> i would recommend the harley quinn show it's really good i like it a lot yeah okay. it's very much like life in gotham whatever that looks like sure yeah, exactly yeah. batman is just so beaten to death like not he does beat people to death, but it's just so overdone. <laughs> I can't, you know, do it. We were literally talking last night, Austin and I, about how there was like three concurrent Batman adjacent things running at one time. So there was like the Joker with yep. Joaquin Phoenix, which was good. I like that. I did like that one. Yeah, it, it was okay. Yeah. Well, the Batman with Robert Pattinson, like you just said, and then the what was the other third one? Was it Suicide Squad? Uh, ben Affleck, the DCEU. So there's, like, all these Batman things all at one time, and it's, like... And there's more to come. Absurd. <laughs> I did love Ben, uh, let me get his name right, Affleck. 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 Yeah, you always get it wrong. Yeah, I did, I did love that Batman, because that's my favorite Batman, the one I don't care anymore, I'm just gonna kill people. Dark Knight Returns inspired Batman. Yeah, 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 the Dark Knight Returns, That those are great movies, because that Batman is best Batman. No, I have to argue that the best Batman was the Michael Keaton Batman. Um, no, I have to argue that the best Batman <laughs> was Lego Batman by Will Arnett. Oh, okay, that's true. Okay, yeah. But Michael Keaton a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's a close comparison. Yeah, but that was my week. Uh, I guess now we can get to, like, the core of our episodes. Oh. Hey, oh. A Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> and talk about Pokemon. All right, this week we've got the Apple Core and Hoondown Special Delivery. 
How are we feeling about these episodes this week? Is it typical Johto stuff? Can I be transparent? Can I just... Yeah, and usually I feel I feel bad because I need... I'm always like the hype person and I feel like I need to keep that up. But like, these <laughs> were lot. underwhelming for me. <laughs> You're taking on the burden. Oh. First one sucked. Second one I liked. I don't know. Okay, the second one for the comedic value, which we'll talk about. But the first one, mm, not... Not a favorite. Alex, that's why you got promoted, though, because you're like the optimist. So keep that up. It's doing you well. The eternal optimist. Okay, I'll try. Don't become a realist. It's no uh, It's no fun down here. Let me start over. These episodes were amazing, clearly. Apples are the best fruit. Okay, no one likes a liar, Alex. <laughs> Even though apples are the best fruit. I agree. They are the best fruit. I do love an apple. Yeah, I was coming from a place of truth there. Apples are my favorite fruit, so that's a plus to this episode. Uh, they're the apple of my eye. <laughs> All right, the Apple Corp. Let's get to this episode. Let's have some. Let's have some fun. Put that in air quotes. Ooh, the randomizer spoken. I get to summarize them. Alex, you get to talk about the Apple Corp. Woo. And Austin, you get hooned down's delivery, aka homeward bound. What did you say? What special delivery? It reminded me. Oh, Balto. We'll call it Balto. It reminds me of Balto a little bit. But there's no, no homeward bound was better. Homeward bound. Okay. Hound Doom Bound. Hound Doom. That's a stretch. Okay, no. Hound. How did you say it before? You said Hound Doom, but that's not how you said it. Hound Doom. <laughs> that's right, because it's not any good. Okay. You ain't nothing but a Hound Doom. Crying all the time. I didn't like that movie either. I did not like the Elvis movie. Never saw oh, it. Oh, yeah, the recent biopic was garbage. It was that so bad. S- that sucked so bad. So, of course, it was nominated for Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, <laughs> we, can, we can go into that. Let's just talk about crappy movies. Every movie made now sucks. There's not any good. No good. Music sucks. Movies suck. Everything sucks. It's not It's not a great time for film right now. No. No. Well, I blame partially that, that's the strikes and everything. But I'm honestly, now I'm struggling to think. Was it, has there been any real groundbreaking movie recently Ooh, like, i know everything everywhere all at once which i haven't seen yet oh, it's no. so good okay. okay but that was like last year even right yeah yeah so i'm talking about 2023 or did that come out in 2023 it was 22 i think yeah any 2023 movies that were particularly groundbreaking no. we'll circle back but yeah. not really blue beetle oh yeah no <laughs> I'm i don't know <laughs> which i saw that movie uh, okay We'll just move on. <laughs> All right. Was there any arsenic in that movie? Arsenic? Apple seeds. No, cyanide. Apple seeds contain cyanide. Yeah, isn't it part of the... Is it... It's part of the... Um, is it the nightshade? No, I'm thinking of tomatoes. Tomatoes are part of the nightshade family. Oh, but you're right, Jacob. Apple seeds do have a toxicity element to them. If you eat enough apple seeds, I think you might die. But I think you'd have to eat like a million apple seeds. So if you really hate someone, just feed them apples all the time. They'll eventually get sick and wither away. Uh, don't, nope. Just kidding. Don't do that. Who wants to time me? Because let's get in the Apple Corp. I can time you, Jacob. I'm looking at the list of 2023 movies to see if I liked any of them. All right, let's circle back. All right. All right, Austin, you have 30 seconds to find a movie. Meanwhile, Jacob, in three, two, one, hit it. All right, so we're going to Ecritique. We're almost there. We're not quite there yet. Uh, we get a whiff of something that smells really, really good. It turns out that it's uh, an apple orchard run by this woman named Charlemagne. And Brooke, uh, obviously Brock falls in love with her. Uh, she's having trouble, though, because things keep stealing her apples. It turns out it's a bunch of Pichu, which I think are like premature Pikachus. Um, they actually wind up stealing them, and then Team Rocket comes in, the Pichus and Charlemagne form a relationship where they battle off 
Team Rocket. Time. All right, there we go. Sorry, I forgot to give you the time. Yeah, I was looking for the warning. I was like, damn, I got, I got a lot of time. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I completely, I was looking down and I completely forgot to time you. Sorry, I was off. That was my fault. Good job, Jacob. I tried. You did the best with the tools you were given, which I did not give you, so I'm so sorry. But you got close to the end. You said something about Team Rocket, I think, so. Yeah, of course they're there. I mean, they're never not. They they show up. It's They're contractually obligated to show up every episode. Okay, so we are in a very picturesque, idyllic place. There's like mountains or something. I don't really know where they are, to be honest with you. We're just past Ever Living Canyon or whatever was in that movie. Ever Loving Canyon? Purity Canyon. Oh, <laughs> oh Purity That's right. <laughs> oh, okay. So I guess it does make sense that they're in a, like a mountain range area because we just came from Purity Canyon, which was a mountain, not a canyon. Gotta go downhill from the canyon. That's sure. how it works. But something... So he's following his dream, but more importantly, he's following his nose because Ash gets easily sidetracked by the fragrant scent of apples, which made me wonder how fragrant are apple orchards? Do they really have a smell? Apples actually make up half of the world's deciduous fruit tree production. Deciduous trees are plants that shed fruit or leaves when they reach maturity. Half of all deciduous fruit trees used for fruit production are apple trees. The countries that produce most of these trees are China, the United States, Poland, Italy, and Turkey. This has been Apple Facts with Jacob. Thank you so much. I did. I learned something today. This is already more apples than the Apple Festival we went to, just by the way. Which was really disappointing, which we talked about. This is what it should have been when we went to the Apple Fair, but sadly not. We're sidetracked. We go to the orchard. Misty's like, Ash, you can't just take the apples because clearly they belong to somebody and we can't just help ourselves. Some shenanigans start to happen where all these apple cores start falling out of the trees. And of course, they immediately jump into blaming Pikachu for being a greedy guts and eating all the apples. Suddenly, they're confronted by not the Holy Roman Emperor, Charlemagne, but they are confronted by a girl with purple hair and her name is Charmaine. Oh, I thought it was Charlemagne the God. Oh, oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, I thought it was him. Yeah, so Charlemagne, aka Charmaine, runs up and she's like, you apple criminals. But Ash has a really smart moment and puts his forensic apple degree to good use. And he's like, it can't be Pikachu because look at these bite marks. Pikachu's teeth are too big to have made these marks. I was so proud of him. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, our boy's all grown up using his brain. Um, over 2,500 varieties of apples are grown in the United oh, States. Boy. Even wow. though the crab apple <laughs> is the only native to North America, thousands of types of apples are grown in the United States. These include Red Delicious, Ew. Fuji, Golden Delicious, Brayburn, Macintosh, Rome, Granny Smith, and Gala. They're just a few of the most popular varieties grown in the U.S. Okay, thank you, Jacob Appleseed. Jacob Appleseed. All right, but really, real talk, Red Delicious apples are freaking disgusting. There's nothing you can say to change my mind. All right, and what's everyone's favorite apple? Oh, gosh. um, Honeycrisp. I like a good grapeple, like a good hybrid. I've always wanted to try one of those. I've never been able to find one. Where, where are those? I need one. You want a fact about the grapple? Yes. Yes. Okay, Jacob, the grapple is not actually an apple grape hybrid. It's an apple that is coated in grape flavoring. Oh, yeah, I thought we already knew that. <laughs> mm, yeah. So 
PSA to all those people who want to try a grapple. It's literally an apple with some chemicals on it. So. Yeah, but like I still want to try it. <laughs> I'm okay, a, fair enough. I'm a big fan of chemicals. You are nothing but chemicals, really. That's so. true. That's right. I mean, if I'll like eat McDonald's because you've seen a burger layout for 10 years. It doesn't disintegrate or anything. Eat that burger because that goes inside you and that just preserves you the same way as the burger. It's like how you eat the heart of your enemy. There you go. Eat the heart of your enemy. Get a Big Mac. My favorite is a Granny Smith. Those are good. Good baking apples. Mm-hmm. What's the red yellow one? It's like red in the middle, but kind of yellow on near the top. Is that a gala? Gala? A Macintosh? No, not Macintosh. I think it's a gala. I like galas. They're pretty good. Yeah, good for Ash. Good for Ash for being smart about this and not jumping to conclusions like this girl is doing. Um, but Charmaine explains that she runs this whole operation, orchard operation, by herself for some reason. And I, I can't remember. Did she say that she like took it over from somebody or just staked her claim there or what like no she bought it from some guy who used to have a tractor they used to ride around oh, uh, <laughs> uh shout out to mr douglas damn thing i said like ooh, are the ladybug nearby <laughs> <The whistles. laughs> <Mr>. Douglas, <yeah. laughs> she the goes around scent. pollinating apple farms so. yeah, that's the only thing mr douglas is pollinating you know what i'm saying hey. <laughs> yeah so charmaine does this whole thing by herself ridiculously enough so ash and company of course this is the problem of the day. So they're like, well, we can help you pick your apples and help make the load a little bit lighter. And she's like, great. I'm not even going to pay you. I'm not even going to offer you to like take some apples or anything. Just you're going to work for free and that's okay. And they're okay with that. So she explains that she strung up these noisemakers throughout the trees to help ward off Pidgey, who come to help themselves to the apples. Of course, Team Rocket are flying around in their balloon and they're stealing apples, but they only really steal the one apple. And then they start to argue over splitting one apple three ways when there's like miles of orchard in every direction. Mm -hmm. This episode was very like pro-pesticide about how like you know, these <laughs> organic farms that only one person runs supposedly. Yeah, they can't do it. If they just didn't use chemicals to ward off bugs and other things that's still fruit there'd be no food okay but you, but you know what was not in this episode was a single bug pokemon that's there true there should have been bug pokemon those, those pesticides are working hmm. now we just got to put out rat poison for the pichu <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what there was no bug pokemon austin because she killed them all so. i know she did this was giving me major like I'm, i was surprised there wasn't like a snorlax or something around because like this was giving me major like orange islands with the grapefruit episode vibes that was a way better episode. That was a way better episode. But yeah. I felt, I, I was like, we did this before. We've, we've done this fruit tree nonsense episode before. So yeah, the, the fruit Avengers episode. Yeah, Avengers assemble. So the Avengers have assembled. They're walking through the orchard with these noisemakers. And of course, the it's not the Pidgey, really, that are causing the problems. It's a group of precocious Pichu. There's like dozens and dozens of them. We've discovered that they're the ones taking the fruit to feed their hungry friends. And that we find them all huddled together, scared underneath a tree, being harassed and harangued by a very scary looking Fero. Yeah. What do you think a, a herd of Pichu's called? I literally was about to ask that. One of my questions I wrote down was, <laughs> what do we call a horde of Pichu? A real shock. A shock? A battery? A shock to the system? A cell? A terminal? Ooh. I think that's pretty good. A terminal. Well, it has to be something cute. A spark. 
Oh, a, spark. a spark of Pichu. Yeah, what we call the Pikachu's? They were uh, oh, a surge. Was it a sur? Okay, so a spark of Pichu, a surge of Pikachu, and a terminal of Raichu. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. I like that. <laughs> Ooh, we're good at entomologists, or no? Is it etymol etymology? Not that's going to be on Bulbapedia soon. We're going to get a credit on there. I don't know if I see like a gaming Bible article or something. You know, one of those publications that like steal Reddit comments as content. Or like podcast content. So. Oh my god, they all do. And then call it journalism. Not to call out any one publication, but they all do that. Anyway, so we see this scared group of, or spark, scared spark of Pichu, and this Fero that's about to like dive down and eviscerate them. The twerps are just standing around. They're just watching the massacre. That, that's the circle of life. Yeah, he can't stop nature. They can't interview her. That's true. That's like when you watch those nature documentaries and like the penguins are like freezing to death in Antarctica and the cameramen are just standing there watching like the little penguin chick like freeze. And I'm like, and then, ooh, like that one. Plus I saw another one recently where it was like this little, it was a bird of some kind and they were migrating across like a salt flat and the salt was getting like caked onto its little legs and it was tripping and falling and it was struggling to to walk because of the salt like caking on its legs and they were just filming it and i was like i i understand like not interfering and just being a passive observer as to like nature but i'm like just pick it up and scrape the salt off so it can live i don't know it's so sad okay so alex could not be a nature documentarian i couldn't do it absolutely not i could i don't think i could either i'd feel bad I'd let those peaches be eaten up by that Fero. I might so let them. Yeah. <laughs> you have no trouble, Austin, going out and being a nature I'm joking. I'm joking. I would be heartbroken. I, I, <laughs> no way. <laughs> That's my weakness is animals. Like in a movie, people couldn't get blasted away. Like I can watch John Wick all day and not feel anything. But John Wick starts with the dog. I know, but I watched that scene and I'm like, he better kill every last one of them. <laughs> that killed that dog. Or... I mixed up Eight Below with uh, Snow Dogs when I was little. Oh, God. Yeah, that was a bad mix-up, and I couldn't handle it. I was very emotional in that movie theater. Snow Dogs was one of the movies that came out at that time where they decided to tell the audience that it was a a movie about talking animals, but it actually was not a movie about talking animals. That is true. I remember the trailer, the dogs talk, but then in the movie, it's nothing. That is true. It's like one scene. It's like a dream sequence. And like they prominently featured it in the advertising. Yep. And of course, we know the other movie that did the exact same thing at the same time. No. Alto. Kangaroo Jack. Oh, that's oh, right. right. Yeah. I said a hip hop a hippie. A hippie. I feel like there's a there's been a resurgence of like talking animal movies. I, I'm thinking of that one dog movie with like will ferrell that just came out or something oh i want to see that strays yeah yeah they're making it like x-rated now yeah the super dogs movie was better than any batman movie ever made so <laughs> the dc legion of super pets yeah that was way better that was than cute ever. yeah i like that oh okay i looked through the list of movies of 2023 oh thank you okay let's put that to rest i personally have not seen too many movies this year hardly any of them stood out to me with the exceptions of barbie Oh my god, how did we forget Barbie and Oppenheimer? What the hell? Okay. And like Spider-Verse 2 was good, but like been there done that. So it's not like a major leap forward in cinema like the first one was. Yeah. It's oversaturated. Anything superhero now is like oversaturated. I don't know. That says something, doesn't it? Like I completely forgot about the Barbie Oppenheimer. Like that was a cultural like flash in the pan. Like that was so 
it was everywhere for such a short time. And then the movie came out and everybody was like, okay, Barbenheimer. And then I completely forgot. It's all the chemicals and the apples making us forget stuff. I think there's just two... I, I literally, and not to sidebar too much, but I just want to say this. Like somebody posted on Reddit, I came across a thread yesterday and it was like, why? I'm an, I'm an early 30s person. So obviously that's our cohort. So I'm an early 30s person. How come I can never stick with a video game? Like I never have any energy or focus long enough to stick with a game and actually get through it like I used to do, you know, as a younger person. And like people were commenting on it and it was like, there's just so much choice and there's so many, it's all very samey. You get a game that's open world and open world especially is really hard to commit to. It's just so big and massive and all the game companies think that they have to just have these massive games and I feel like you just can't ever focus on anything. I was going to save this for a little bit later. I was going to give it another chance, but Half-Life is free on Steam if you want to get it. And I bought the game. I didn't buy, you know, downloaded it. And I played like 15 minutes of it and I couldn't get past one part and I just deleted and that it. that was it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't put any effort into it. <laughs> See? Same thing though. Yeah. So lots of choice, kind of an oversaturated market and it's hard to focus on any one thing. But anyway, so, but the twerps are, they're focusing very intently on watching this Firo kill all these Pichu. But luckily Pikachu is like, oh my God, I can't sit by and watch the massacre of my brethren. So he steps in with no direction from Ash and drives away the Firo. And the Pichu are stand- standing around. And they were so cute, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Like, the all, all the different varieties of Pichu. Like, there was some really, like, fat ones in there. And it was so cute. A group of Pidgey do show up, though. And they kind of attempt to, like, I don't know. It was like Ride of the Valkyries or something. They were, like, dive-bombing the orchard. And the Pikachu, or the Pichu, rather start to sacrifice themselves to shock the Pidgeys because apparently they can't do any attacks without like knocking themselves out. Is that a game mechanic? No, it's a, it's a only outside the games. Okay, I never had a Pidgey. Oh, except for Smash Brothers, Smash Brothers. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Are there any Pokedex entries that say anything about Pichus like not being able to like handle their own electricity? I'm on it. They evolve in a Pikachu, right? Pichu, yes. that's the pre-evolution of uh pikachu see this is why this podcast is fun because occasionally jacob will come in with a comment like pichu (laughs) evolves into pikachu right (laughs) no they're completely unrelated (laughs) well what's the what's the red and white red and blue one from plusle and minin those are unrelated (laughs) okay that has nothing to do with the pikachu line there's too many of these things okay they are the obligatory Pikachu clones of Hoenn. Okay, what do they what do they do? What do they evolve into? Nothing. 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 They're boring, kind of. Sorry to any Plusle and Minin fans, but they're boring. So it's Pichu, Pikachu, Raichu. Yes. And then you have these like negative, positive Pikachu's that don't evolve in anything. And I think the whole thing with Plusle and Minin was because like double battles were big in Hoenn. Oh, good point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like support because I think if I remember right, and I never used them because I didn't think they were, I, I didn't care for them, but like their abilities are like plus and minus. Like, I don't know. They they complement each other or something like in a double battle. I don't know. I would throw a negative and negative out there and see if it explodes. <laughs> so it's not until Platinum that the Pokédex says that Pichu shock themselves. So this is canon then. Yeah. Anyway, the Pichu are sacrificing themselves to save the orchard and defend it. 
And apparently Ash and Pikachu have taken it on to train the Pichu to work as indentured servants to Charmaine to help, like, defend her orchard. Even though she hated them and was, like, treating them as pests and trying to kill them and drive them away. That's where she got free labor. Yeah, so she's like, hmm, actually I can capitalize <laughs> there you go. on this. Yeah, we can strike a deal. You know, you get one apple per 1,000 you pick. That's fair, right? Okay. Something like that. She actually does do something sort of nice. She cuts up one apple for this entire group of, of Pichu, and there's like dozens of them. And she's like, okay, here's a snack. Eat this. That's all you get. <laughs> Eat your slice of apple. There you go. Just little, she cubed it. She cut it up into little cubes, but they don't even get to really enjoy the apple because Team Rocket flies in and interrupts them. That's where in my notes I write, all right, the episode's over now. Oh, wait, there's still nine more minutes. Team Rocket's here. Oh, yep. my God. Yeah. Don't forget about Team Rocket. So this is where Charmaine has a complete breakdown, and she declares very dramatically that Team Rocket are even worse than Pokemon poachers because oh. all they did was take an apple. That was actually my quote. I'll save it for later, but that was my quote, and I was like, this woman's out of her mind. She has apples, but she's truly bananas. <laughs> I'm like, this is a victimless crime. You have miles and miles of apples, and you didn't even know they took any until they decided to announce it, which I feel like they could have easily not announced it, and you would never would have known it. As we always point out, Team Rocket's fatal flaw. Yeah. They can't help themselves. There's no telling what else is going on in this orchard either. This is like one square, <laughs> like 25-foot radius. I don't know, square and radius don't work, but like... There's no telling what's going on in the other little plots of land around this apple orchard, but we just happen to be in the right spot. She can't monitor every square inch of this place. Like, she literally would have no idea. And But I think they just like the attention. She probably sent the Pidgeys and Pharaoh out there. They're probably hers, and she's probably trying to play nice guy now. So yeah, but Team Rocket decides to use their Team Rocket super sucker to suck all the electricity out of Pikachu's butt. Uh, to power their TV, rice cooker, and sound system. It's a reverse colonoscopy. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and so they decide, okay, so they suck all the electricity out of Pikachu, and then also they start sucking all the apples out of the orchard, because they're like, well... <laughs> I was say, out of the Pikachu's we- butt or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you just ate's coming out. <laughs> Remember that one time Pikachu swallowed an apple whole, and they had to go to George Clooney to fix it? <laughs> <laughs> he should have had that sucker he could have just put it up his butt and sucked it right out so okay actually that's a good point austin i don't think we see pikachu actually eat an entire apple or any apple at all this entire episode and it may be because he has ptsd from that incident a fear of apples a fear of apples they give up on the ketchup thing which makes me really sad no it comes back oh it does yeah okay pikachu has a whole theme song about ketchup oh have y'all never seen that video okay doesn't matter no i spoke too soon all right anyway Pichu, the Pichu are sick and tired of this shit, and they decide to take matters into their own hands and shock Team Rocket, but it doesn't go very well. And of course, again, the Torps are standing around, not using any of their other Pokemon. Just standing there, because Pikachu is apparently the only one who can do something. Pikachu do something. Pikachu do something. But Ash, okay, so Ash does eventually was like, wow, he his brain stopped short-circuiting, and he's like, wow, I should probably do something. So he does make a move to call out, like, chikorita or something like that but charmaine actually steps in and stops him from doing this humane thing (laughs) and she's like no ash you have to let them risk their lives and he's like uh okay let them die i don't know what her reasoning was she's like they have to to learn or something like i don't she's talking about the pichu just let them do their thing right 
I think she just wants him to die. She's like, let them battle and die. That'll solve my problem. She knows they can't battle. She knows every time they use their electricity, they physically weaken themselves. They, they're in physical pain every time they do it. She's like, no, Ash, we must let them do this. She likes it, though. In all fairness, they are pests. That's, well, regardless, you shouldn't let them torture themselves to death. Uh, yeah, so they form a daisy chain, and then they, like, like barrel of monkeys, like, all the way up to Pikachu, oh. who's, like, hanging there. I wrote the same thing. <laughs> they do a barrel of monkeys thing. It's super cute. They go all the way up to Pikachu, who's still hanging by the butt off of the sucker. They shock him back to life. And so they end up overloading their, like, Team Rocket's battery machine. They explode, blast off again. And then the Pikachu, or Pichus, rather, are, which are suffering from Stockholm Syndrome, decide to stay and work without pay for Charmaine happily ever after the end yay uh work or die (laughs) work or die what she says poor little Pichus I felt so bad for them all right let's see who gets to go for the MVP LVP in uh, the quote order Austin you're going first followed by me and then Alex okay I'll start with a quote because I have a bunch of quotes oh don't take mine (laughs) I'll go with Team Rocket Jesse says prepare for trouble Uh don't make us get brutal James says, and make it double. We want all that fruitful. Austin literally took the best quote of the episode. <laughs> That's the privilege of going first. My MVP will be Ash for his forensic um, analysis of that apple to clear Pikachu of charges. Funny how all of a sudden he's much smarter when it comes to clearing Pikachu's name of criminal doing. Mm-hmm. My LVP will be the main Pichu, like the leader Pichu, because it had a little tuft of hair on its head between his ears. Like the big Pichu brother, and oh. I did not care for that because you're ripping off that Pichu's look. So fuck off. There's only so much you can do. What would you have preferred? Like a scar over its eye or something? Yes, I would actually. Okay. Oh, like an eye patch? That'd be cool. Like the prison hardened Pichu that has like tats and like scars all over it. Like Alex, you're not convincing me that I would not like this. Okay. <laughs> what I would do is I would put two little spikes on its left ear, and then it's a whole new Pichu. It's a special new Pichu. Spiky eared Pichu. Yep. All right, my uh, I'm gonna go start with my LVP. I'm gonna give it to Charlemagne, aka Charmaine. <laughs> Her quote is she has a quote too that I'm gonna say too and. This is basically why. She goes, this is worse than Pokemon poaching, which Alex mentioned earlier. And I'm like, she's the biggest hypocrite. She was just trying to do poaching. She was trying to kill all the Pichu. Uh, I don't really have an MVP. I don't know. I'll give it to the Pharaoh for trying to kill the Pichu naturally. Oh my god, for one second I thought you said the Pharaoh. And I'm like, when did we talk about, like, Tutankhamun? Like, what the fuck, Jacob? Well, I'm more of a Ramsey II kind of guy there's a lot more history there gotcha. then um yeah king tut too tutankhamun it's pretty good that, that's where the inbreeding got really severe and they couldn't even show his face in public so that was a little bit interesting apparently he had a club foot i learned this on the history channel yeah and his face looked like he got hit with a club so it was pretty bad my favorite pharaoh is yami yugi oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go back to Yu-Gi-Oh. My, my MVP's We could. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Did I do it all? Yeah, I think I did yep. it all. There you go. Jeez. Uh, all right. I'm going to give my MVP to... Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're limited for choice. 
How about the land? The land that these trees are growing on, it's very fertile. Good for it, right? Ooh, I got one. I got one. Mr. Douglas's tractor. Yeah, I'm going (laughs) to give my MVP to Mr. Douglas's tractor because... He plants his seed everywhere. Yeah, he spreads his seed far and wide across the land of Johto and got to respect the game. So, you know, good job, Mr. Douglas. Like a leprechaun rainbow, man. That thing just shoots across the sky. Uh, I'm going to give my LVP... Oh, God... I don't really have anybody. Oh, the tw- I guess, can I give it to, like, the twerps in general? Yeah. yeah okay, just, I'm just going to yeah. give it to them in, as a group because they just stood around and watched this horror unfold. And then they left the Pichus to, like, their fate. And I feel like that wasn't a good situation. So definitely not their finest moment. Okay, my <laughs> my quote's going to come from Brock. And I know this isn't going to be half as funny because you got to watch it, really, to get it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a part where when they're walking through and she's explaining about the noisemakers and the Pidgeys and all this, Brock says something like, isn't that a clever idea? Clever idea. He like answers himself to fit the lip flaps. And it was, it was so jarring. Austin and I had to rewind it and rewatch it. Cause we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> he just says clever idea, clever idea. He re- just says it. Yeah. He twice? repeated itself twice. Oh, <laughs> that's so very He's like, weird. Isn't that a clever idea? Clever idea. In like a lower voice. And I'm like, did we, do we have a stroke? Like, can we go back and listen to that again? You ate too many apples. <laughs> Clearly, it was a lip flap filling issue, but it was really funny. Cool deal. All right. So that's the Apple Corp. Who's ready to summarize the next episode? I got it. Um, if you want to deliver it to me. All right. I'll try my... B- I'll be better this time, Jacob. Okay? It's okay. I'll I give don't you a have warning. Whatever. It doesn't matter. All right. In three, two, one, go. All right, if you're still listening, thank you. Uh, this is a Houndoon episode where we learn about how OP he actually is. I didn't know he was as powerful, but Tokapi gets lost, and this Houndoon, I guess, is delivering a message to a farmer, or he's a herder, trying to find his way up to his farm. Gets to Togepi, and um, basically takes him to a whole bunch of different obstacles where he's endangered, and this Houndoon saves Togepi and rescues him and gets him back to the farm. And the twerps are super fast because they're way behind this Houndoon, but at the end of the episode, they're, like, right on his ass. So... We get to see that unfold with Time. awesome explanation. Didn't, I didn't realize Houndoom was this powerful. It didn't seem very powerful to me. <laughs> Houndoom is so cute, you guys. So cute. I forgot he was even a Pokemon. He is cute. Completely, completely does not get the screen time that it deserves. Jacob, you don't watch the episodes that you're not on podcast episodes for, so you miss that really good Houndour episode where Ash like became Alpha Dog to a bunch of Houndour. I did see that one, I think. But oh, you did? Okay. I always thought of Houndoon was like a bad guy. Like, I thought always like the, I don't know, it looks like a Rottweiler. What's well, a hellhound? Yeah, I thought it was a bad guy. Like, always the opposition in the game always had a Houndoon at some point. Yeah. So I never associated him like doing good deeds. So it's cool to see that. I really want to encourage our listeners to go back and watch the Hound Hour episode because that was insane. That was the episode where Brock carves a wooden sausage with no explanation. <laughs> Right. And uh, we had really good discussion about that. So good, uh, that's uh, his wooden sausage. There we go. His oh. wooden sausage. Yeah, just is exactly what it sounds like. So please go give that a listen. Because yeah. Anyway, Houndoom's cool, but I forget about it. Thank like you, Jacob. Like it has like a fork tail. It has like a hell theme going on with like it has like the devil horns happening as well. Does Houndoom have ears? Yes. Surely it does. Yeah. Houndour has ears. But, okay, yeah, but Houndour has, like, dog ears, but, like... Oh, this is, like, Houndoom antlers. It's, like, goat horns. ram yeah. things. Oh, shit, you're right. It doesn't have ears. But it doesn't have... Are those its ears, or are those its... Like, where's its ears? Uh, 
it's horns and then it's got like a devil tail and it's got a skull on its ch- it's got like a jack skeletor face on its chest skeletor. jack skeletor i love that is that right from, is that right from, jack skellington um, skellington skeletor is a completely that's that's he-man master of the universe uh, you know they're all the same jack skeletor oh uh, skeletor jack skellington yeah same thing it's got like bones on its back like it's vertebrae outside its body which is weird maybe maybe it hears through the little thing on its neck or something it's got holes in it what's that supposed to be that that's upsetting me that hound hour has ears and hound doom does not have ears wait have has it literally this been this long you never noticed that no, I've never sat and looked at a hound doom for more than a second. We've discussed this, also. We've discussed this at length. Like, where's Pikachu's ear holes? Like, where are most Pokemon's ear holes? Well, like, I've seen Pikachu literally millions of times. I'd pay attention to its ear holes, or lack thereof. It doesn't have ear holes. It has ear protrusions. It has protrusions coming off of its head. Pichu does not have ear holes. Raichu has ear holes. That's right. That, yeah, exactly. Inconsistent ear hole design. Yeah, so let that ruminate and marinate in your noggins, listeners, that Houndoom doesn't have. Where did his ears go? We'll never know. Anyway. Get those headphones in your ear holes and listen to Out of the Drying Pan. That's right. And clean them out every now and then. Wax gets in there. It's disgusting. Yeah, I, look, at, look at mine. Oh, God. Oh, it's actually pretty clean. <laughs> Here, how about mine? What do they look like? Ooh, these can use a cleaning. Okay. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks for the reminder. All right, we're short on time. The twerps are going downhill from Purity Canyon still, and they are clearly descended very far because now they see a hellhound running by. So Satan's messenger is nearby, and the twerps fear for their lives. But it turns out that hound doom is not going to be very relevant right now because instead Team Rocket are going to attack. They attack with Weezing, and Weezing sends out a smoky fog, and in the smoky fog, Misty's like, where am I? I can't see anything. And she, I believe she trips and drops Togepi. Yes. So Togepi is like, alas, freedom! And immediately runs away in the opposite direction. Isn't it metronome itself out of there? Well, oh yeah, it saw Weezing and Weezing was like, Weezing! And Togepi just waved its arms and teleported away from that fucking Weezing. Mouth to Weezing shock and horror. Weezing was actually, like, super cute. Like, it comes face-to-face with Togepi, and it actually just seems pretty concerned. And it's like, hello. And then Togepi's like, ah! And then, like, metronomes itself away. And Weezing's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I didn't do anything. It always looks like it's suffering. It does look like it's suffering. We've talked about that before. It's like an internal pain. I mean, it has, like, a tumor second face, like, thing coming off of it. So, you know, (laughs) but still... So Togepi is at the top of a tree, far miles and miles away from the twerps, I assume. And then the Houndoom walks by, and it has like a mail carrier bag on its back because it's making a delivery. And it sees Togepi, and it sees his baby. I think it's supposed to be like—is Togepi a baby bird? Is that what it is? Togepi? Um, um it's no. a abomination, is what it is. It's like it's like an egg creature. Yeah, it's like a chicken, like, pooped out an egg, but then, like, a snake fertilized it kind of thing. Ew. Oh, no. Is that a cockatrice, a cockatrice or a basilisk? <laughs> or no, wait. Cockatrice? Which one? I just made that up. I didn't think that was actually, like, a Greek myth. That's a real thing, Jake. That's, oh, like, a it is. <laughs> That's awesome. It's one of those. It's a... Let's see what a cockatrice is. I think it depends on which one's the mother and which one's the father. Okay. Okay, here we go. According to Alexander Neckham's De Naturis Rerum, circa 1180, the basilisk was the product of an egg laid by a rooster incubated by a toad. Oh, a toad. 
Yeah. An egg laid by a rooster? Yeah. Yeah, that, there's a problem with that. Or a snake. But roosters don't lay eggs. Exactly. Exactly. Product of an egg laid by a rooster incubated by a toad or a snake. That's a basilisk. There's a lot happening here. There's a lot. It's like, is it a rooster turd then that they think's an egg? And it just, I don't know. That's weird. Who knows? So what is a what is a cockatrice? Okay, this, wait, this comes from, this is Dungeons and Dragons. Hold on. We know what we need. We need monster in my pocket. They can yeah, tell well, us oh, information okay. on these creatures. Uh, a cockatrice is a mythical beast, a two-legged dragon, then a vern. Is that how you say that? It's W-Y-V-E. Oh, wyvern. Wyvern, serpent-like creature with a rooster's head. Yeah, that's all it really says. It doesn't say, like, where it comes from. It says where the basilisk comes from. Uh, it was thought that a cock egg would hatch out of a cockatrice. Uh, that doesn't... What? That is, that, nothing. There's nothing on this. This is just... They're just getting high off mushrooms and seeing this stuff. That's all that's happening. Okay, so Togepi is a cockatrice. Yeah, and- <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. An unformed cockatrice. And Houndoom sees its fellow um, devil creature up, up perched on the tree. <laughs> and is like, I gotta save it. So Houndoom jumps up the branches, grabs Togepi, and puts Togepi deck down on the ground. And is like, okay, Togepi, there you go. And goes to leave. But Togepi's like, no, come back to me, Satan's puppy. I need you. Manipulative little shit. This thing fell like 10 stories. It jumped 10 stories in seconds, and then it fell 10 stories with no fall damage. So that's what you mean by Houndoom is powerful. Yeah, like this thing is aiming fire hell at items and hitting them precisely. It's jumping, you know, off the top of the Empire State Building with no fall damage. It's out there. It's pretty impressive what this thing does. I just want to point out for like all the listeners as well that if you saw Houndoom's expression, it rescuing Togepi was against every fiber of its being. It really had some second thoughts. It was like, hmm, I should just keep walking. Okay. And then it like, I think it does start to walk away. And then it's like, no, wait, I can't just leave it here. Well, Togepi's manipulative. First, it's like, I'm hungry and starts to cry and makes Houndoom get it an apple. Um, maybe the Pichu should have come to this forest and get these apples. And then Houndoom walks away again. And so Togepi's like, oh, shit. So it, like, summons a pincer from out of thin air. Okay, was I the only one that thought that, too? I think it really did. It, like, was like, shit, what's a dangerous thing? And, like, like it teleports in a pincer to make itself a victim. Exactly. <laughs> not even real. I had the exact thought. <laughs> the pincer's an optical illusion. <laughs> Togepi. Togepi's like, I just want to ride on this dog for a day. <laughs> it really is a master of manipulation. Like it's create, it's manufacturing these scenarios to get Houndoom to do its bidding and be its caretaker. Yeah. So poor Houndoom is roped into this. It's now taking care of Togepi, who's too. Who, you know, Togepi could easily get around wherever the hell it wants if it really wanted to. But it could metronome itself, teleport itself back to Misty, but it doesn't. It could at any moment go back to Misty. It always teleports. No, I don't think it can. It has like bad control because it always puts itself in bad situations when it teleports. Remember that episode when it's on that rock that's teetering and it almost tries to kill Team Rocket? This time it puts itself in a tree. Togepi purposely knocked everyone off the rock (laughs) and then placed them back up on the rock. (laughs) It was like playing mind games with everyone. (laughs) It's a gaslighter. (laughs) 
that's the thing it does it puts itself into bad situations on purpose to make people come to its aid and rescue and it's got this victim like mentality and it's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna make you guys feel bad for me and make you feel like i'm a helpless little baby creature but it knows exactly what it's doing oh my uh, god it's, it's just playing games it's it just like bored games. and wants. <laughs> Thanks for opening my eyes to the mischief of Togepi. I always felt sad for it, but now I just want to stomp on it. Thank you. <laughs> it has. There's been multiple instances where it's put the Torps and other Pokemon into mortal peril. It's always like, where's the highest ledge that I can precariously walk across? Yeah. I lo- Maybe that explains the last movie we saw, Mewtwo Returns. Like, every time Mewtwo was, like, trying to stop it from happening, Togepi just made it happen. Like, it exceeds the power of Mewtwo. It's like, I'm going to make this happen. No matter what you do, Mewtwo, you can erase their memory. We're going to go back to this. I love Togepi now. I know. Togepi's kind of fun. And the twerps are desperate to find Togepi, so Noctowl and Golbat got to look. Ash tells them to come back in half an hour, meaning that Golbat and Noctowl are able to tell time. And they understand the concept of 30 minutes. We've We've had that before. Yeah. Like, with Pidgeotto and stuff. Like, come back in this amount of time. I mean, the Noctowl is literally, like, a clock face. When we when we first met Noctowl, he's, like, outsmarting, like, a PhD-level scientist guy. Like, he knows how to do stuff. Yeah, he can tell time. Yeah, what's what's 30 minutes in the Pokemon universe, though? I mean, these children are always 10, so how long is 30 minutes exactly in... 500 years. Yeah, interstellar-style time going on here. Houndoom and Togepi are getting to some mischief... They hop across the river and nearly get knocked down by a baby Gyarados that's jumping around. I know it's a baby because Brock later identifies it as such. Togepi sees a cliff face, as always, and immediately says, I'm going to run 90 degrees up, straight up this mountain, because I'm just going to cause trouble like I always do. And it goes up about half a mile up a mountain, forcing Houndoom to accompany it, so it can play around in a field of flowers it finds some blossom to dance with to have a good time and the blossom try to save us all by trying to murder togepi by throwing it directly into the mouth of a venusaur <laughs> they say the evil <laughs> yeah <laughs> sadly it does not work out and togepi survives and houndoom gets sleep powdered on accident <laughs> i love the idea that all the pokemon know that togepi's evil <laughs> They try to kill it, but they can't. That's great. This poor Houndoom. First, he goes from almost drowning in the river to almost falling off a cliff face and dying. And then he gets, like, spored in the face and gets put to sleep by Venusaur. This is what Pikachu has to deal with every single day. Oh, my God. Poor Pikachu. Is Misty even real at this point? Or is she just being controlled by Togepi the whole time? That's why she panics so much. When Togepi's not in her arms, because, like, her life force will be drained. Yeah. And she'll drop dead to the ground. <laughs> That's right. So, Togepi is, like, a parasitic host, and Misty is, like, a corpse barely hanging on. Well, she does eventually get released from Togepi's psychic tether. So, we okay, gotta keep good. that in mind. Okay, good. Alright, there's a, there's a whole bunch of scenes. Noctowl finds some Togepi tracks and some Houndoom tracks that are very clearly visible from a distance. And there's a whole bunch of scenes of the twerps following the tracks. It is boring. <laughs> After some antics, Houndoom finally reaches its destination, uh, which was the old Marip farmer who has sent off his Houndoom, who is named Doomy. Yes, Alex? Wait, can we briefly, just briefly, can you touch on the cameo that we have? Oh, oh yes, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, one, that's, I completely yeah. forgot about that. I don't think I even wrote that in my notes. 
yes, while there's a rainstorm, we find out the source of this rainstorm was actually a passing Raikou. Ooh. Raikou? Is it Raikou? 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 I'm I'm so dumb. I thought it was a totally different Pokemon. I'm not even What did you think it was? I thought it was was? a Sue Queen. What's that one called? What's a Sue Queen? Sue Queen. (laughs) There's one called... There's one called Sue Queen Pokemon, right? Suicune. 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 That's right. Yeah, that one I Suicune. know the name of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't Suicune because we didn't see Usine. Wasn't running after it like a yeah. maniac. So. Well, both Suicune and Raikuo have the weird purple cloaks, but Entei doesn't have one of those. Okay, that wasn't a dumb mistake. Then I feel better. Like you guys are like, I was about to say Suicune. Austin told me yesterday because I was like, oh my god. Raikou is here and he's like yeah and we never see it and I'm like oh shut your mouth what how can that be but apparently we don't ever see it not really it gets its own little tv movie but Ash is not in it see Ash never comes face to face with it that's surprising to me not until the 13th movie <laughs> wow all right oh yeah okay. so anyway I forgot all about that Pokemon I think it's a little underrated I yeah. think it's my favorite out of the three to be honest with you there's three of them yeah, there's three of them. Suicune is the the famous one because it has its own game. Entei had a had a great movie, and then right Raikou, 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 Raikouku. Uh, it doesn't really have anything to its name. That's so sad. It's so forgettable. I even forgot it was here. That's why I had to say something. I'm like, wait a second. I think I saw it in the game once. Right? That's when you like. Yeah, they're running around Johto. And yeah, like you eventually can track it but it like randomly pop up and then run away and then you gotta keep chasing it yep okay i do remember i think i saw it once anyway we go to the marit farm it's one of those um marit farmers that we heard so much about when we went to marit village and went to the marit festival (laughs) we had a whole conversation about that about harvesting marip electricity so doomy was sent to town to retrieve this guy's special marip shearing Cheers. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and, and in that moment, the twerps approach, and they're like, we've been following this dog for miles. And they're oh finally reunited with Togepi. That made me so mad. They get there right after he gets there. Yeah, Doomy gets there, and the twerps are like 30 feet away yeah, following. <laughs> it made no sense. It was like the map in Emperor's New Groove, and they're like, wait, we were just here. How'd you get here? It, I don't know. It makes no sense. Yeah, how did they catch up to them? Like, they were running all night. There was a rainstorm. Like, Doomy was running at, like, 50 miles an hour. Like, how did they catch up? I don't know. Togepi teleported them right behind them. Oh. oh. Okay. There we go. Good. Now. Togepi was like, I'm bored of this now. <laughs> <laughs> the mischief's over. I've had my fill of the day. Let's end it. <laughs> that little shit. God. Sadly, sadly, the mischief is not over because Team Rocket attacks, but Doomy handily gets rid of them. Thank God. So now it's time to say goodbye at sunset to Doomy and its farmer owner. And Ash is like, good luck shearing the Mareep. Bye. He doesn't offer to like lend them room and board, which I'm surprised by. Togepi at first is like, okay, bye Doomy. And then changes its mind and says, Doomy, no, don't leave me. So Doomy growls and barks at it. Yeah, he's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> oh, that was pretty, that was pretty sad. But that doesn't last very long because Togepi realizes what's going on and they amicably say goodbye. The end. This whole episode happened by sheer coincidence. Ah. Hey. <laughs> All right. Okay, y'all were tough on this episode and it wasn't like great or anything, but it was different. It was a little 
different than what we're used to. There was no annual festival. I mean, it really didn't have the twerps at all. It was just a, it's two Pokemon wandering the wilderness episode. Like, Yeah, that's a little, it's not like super exciting or anything, but it's, I'll take variety at this point. I don't give a shit what it is. I'll, anything. Sure. <laughs> they tried something new. I like the wacky episodes, like the Togepi thing. I didn't even like cross my mind. That makes it funnier now that like I've seen the episode. And I'm like Togepi just as master manipulator. That's funny. I like that. I wish there was more of that. Uh, that adds some wacky. But the wacky antique episodes are just what I want. We don't really have that with this season. Like it's annual festival, something like this, or new Pokemon's introduced. Like we don't have like the millionaires. Getting high off, uh, what is that Pokemon? Drowsy, you know? Oh, that was classic. Yeah, that, we don't have any great ones like that, so. We'll keep trekking on, though, because of listeners like you all. All right, most valuable player, least valuable player in quotes. Let's see what happens with this. Alex, you're batting leadoff. I'm going second. Austin, bring us home. There weren't a whole lot of quotes in this episode because there really wasn't a whole lot of dialogue in this episode, considering, I mean, there was a bunch of noises some man was making going houndoom houndoom or whatever no 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 he did not say houndoom houndoom oh that's right he barked he barked like he said hell oh oh he just said hell (laughs) because his japanese name was helgar and he was going like hell hell what hell my favorite part was when he said ass to ass and then whoa (laughs) (laughs) that's all right all right (laughs) tokapi wants that right (laughs) do you want me do you want me to do that the ass to ass Yes, please. <laughs> ass to ass. Ass to ass. That was my ass favorite. to ass. <laughs> that was my favorite part. That's from the movie Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know the reference, Requiem for a Dream. Okay. Yeah, no, really, my, my quote's going to be, we didn't even talk about this, because Team Rocket was there at, like, the end, and they tried to steal Houndoom for, like, five seconds, but I don't even know how they got blasted off again, but, but they did. Uh, it was inconsequential. But anyway, James says, bye, Houndoom. It was nice stealing you. And then they fly off into oblivion. So my MVP is going to be the old man. Old man, I guess is just his name. Because he nicknamed his Houndoom Doomy. And that was the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> nice job, old man. My LVP is clearly Togepi. No explanation needed. All right. I had nothing going into this. So I'll give my LVP to Raiko. We'll call it that. <laughs> I don't know. It is really lame. <laughs> the way the other two get a movie <laughs> and like a own video game. And this one's kind of like the the triplet that just no one cared about. You know. It's so cool design. Like what the hell? Like. Oh, I love the new one. There's a the new, new one? Oh, the Thundercloud one. Yeah, it's so. Jacob, you have to look at it. What is it called again? I, I've completely. There's too much new Pokemon stuff. Like, I can't catch up with it. It's called Raging Bolt. This Pokemon looks like it belongs more with, like, Tornadus and the other one. Th- Thunderous. What's the other one? Landorus. It looks like it belongs more with them than, like, this triplet or this trio. Who? Raikou or Raging Bolt? Raikou. Raikou. This one actually looks like... I don't know what this looks like. This looks like a, some kind of snake. He looks like a, a Brontosaurus, right? Because aren't they... What is the other ones? Um, um, Suicune is a raptor. Yeah, they look like little dinosaurs. Are they Paradox Pokemon? Yeah. Paradox Pokemon? What is that? Oh, Jacob's so behind. Oh, it it's it's a new thing in Scarlet and Violet. Oh, okay. Is it like a timeline thing? Yeah, it's a timeline thing. Wait, Entite doesn't have one. Not yet. What? 
Suicune. What does Suicune look like? Hold on. Wait, walking Wake, I think it's called. Walking Wake? Oh, it's a little like, oh, it's got like two tails. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, it looks kind of neat. Okay, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't understand the logic behind some of the decisions that Game Freak makes, but whatever. Yeah, this thing looks like a, a dinosaur playing hula hoop. I mean, I like them, I but I don't understand why Entei doesn't have... I'm sure Entei's going to get one. That'd be weird if it didn't. But why Why wait? That's so weird. Okay, whatever. To make that money, you got to buy it with the DLC. For $15, mm-hmm. you can get Paradox Entei. I mean, that's exactly what it is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my LVP was Raikou, not Paradox Raikou, the regular Raikou. Your LVP or your MVP? LVP. LVP. Oh, clear. okay. It, like, it, it's no recognition, so... Like, it's free. You don't have to pay for it, like Entei. Uh, my MVP... Oh, Lord. I'll give it to the Hound Doom. Do me. Do me. I'll give it to Do me. Do me. There's no doom and gloom about this, Do me. He is, uh, got a good heart, I guess, for being a hell creature. And then, uh, my quote comes from, like, actually, it's from the very beginning. And I think Meowth says it. Meowth or James. It's something about, they're talking about, we need to go back to our roots. We need to focus on capturing, like, Pokemon for Giovanni. And get back to what we're supposed to do. And then Meowth says, well, we'll get one one of these years. So there's there's times going by, right? The time thing hits, but it doesn't hit really. That was interesting to me. I'm not telling how long we've been going. It's been years, but nobody's aged. Yeah, I thought Alex would, would point that out. Really? I think I missed it. I must have missed it. It's okay. Togepi, Togepi is the reason why they don't age. As long as they're within, you know, the circle of Togepi, you have immortality. It's the fountain of youth. Jacob, we all know the real reason why they don't age is because Ash Ketchum actually died in the Spiral attack in episode one. Okay, my turn. Um, my <laughs> quote will be when uh, Jesse says, we're acting like a bunch of pink slipped dot com slackers, which I thought that was a very, it was a very 2001 quote. Thing to say. <laughs> pink slip dot com dwellers? Slackers. Slackers? Slackers. Like the dot com bubble burst. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what they were, that's what she was talking about. Let's not get into it. My MVP <laughs> will be, surprise, surprise, it's going to be Togepi. Because when you view Togepi as a little terror, it gets a lot more fun, I think. No doubt. It's the ultimate god Pokemon. Yes, and my LVP will be Weezing for having the surprise of its life when Togepi vanished in front of its eyes. Can we just talk, okay, so going back to the whole, like, dot-com bubble bursting thing and having, like, a nostalgic moment, that reminded me of Austin when we were watching power rangers dino fury yesterday oh boy and (laughs) no it got me so good because i was like on the one hand i was like oh that's hilarious but on the other hand i was like oh my god we're really old when the main one of the main characters what was the guy's name with the with the whistle oh i don't remember whistle guy one of the main power rangers he he plays the whistle whatever he was wearing a shirt that said just the logo that said compact disc like the cd logo retro is this what the kids think is like vintage and cool nowadays? Is the fucking CD kids logo? wear the late nineties, early two thousands fashion is what's in vogue. Mm. But the CD, like CDs, are considered vintage now. I'm like, oh my god, I think god, they so are old. to the young kids <laughs> what records are to us. Yeah. No, actually, you know what's catching on is audio cassettes. Oh, they're oh. coming back. They're awful. They don't last an hour without messing up. I actually read somewhere yesterday that vinyl records outsold CDs. Yeah, they're very popular. That's because millennials are getting nostalgic for, like, all that stuff. Records are before our time. No, way. Yeah, well, I guess Gen... Who's before millennials? X. Gen X? Yeah. They would have records. I guess it's that, but I'm like, 
just the idea of like CD because I feel I feel like CDs weren't even really that long ago because I very specifically remember going to buy the Random Access Memory CD when Daft Punk released that album and I carried that shit around. Well, that was when my car had a six disc CD changer. My new one doesn't. But. Whoa, six disc. Holy six cow. disc. Wow. I know shit. my my Mazda had a six disc CD changer and it was like the best thing ever holy cow wow bring that back i want that i know now new cars don't have it like this christopher nolan is really pushing dvd sales and blu-ray sales because he said he's pushing that thing now that like we've been talking about a little bit about how you get a streaming service you don't own it forever or it's not yours kind of thing so he said like buy dvds DVDs are forever. It's like the old Diamonds Are Forever ad. Diamonds are forever. DVDs are forever. It's this new thing. So, All right. That, I think that uh, has anyone have anything to say? Anything else to say that wraps us up here? You stayed with us for... <laughs> Only 100 more Johto episodes to go. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next episodes we're doing, Austin? Well, since Christmas is coming up, um, we're just going to go ahead and do the... We're going to record a Christmas special up next. All right. Timeline-wise, that's what we got to do. So get ready. Write this down. We are doing the last set of Pikachu's Winter Vacation Shorts, which was packaged as part of Pokemon Chronicles in uh, English-speaking countries. The first set is two shorts. One of them is called Delibird's Dilemma and Snorlax Snorman. <laughs> Snorlax Snowman. Snorman. I like that better. Snorman. <laughs> Snorman. That's awesome. Okay. After that, I'm not done. Oh, we sorry. have a full-length episode of Pokemon Chronicles titled Trouble in Big Town. Big Town? Okay. All yeah, right. get ready because we got some more Pichus. All oh, right. God. You'll have to send those titles to us later, Austin, because I can't remember any of them. Thank you, Austin. Alex, do you have anything else to add to that before I close this out? No, I think uh, overall we made those episodes pretty entertaining. Good job, guys. I look forward to the Christmas special. That's right. Get your jingles jangling because it's coming. All right, I guess I'll go and close this out here. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you can review us and leave us a five-star rating on any of the platforms now, I believe. We do have an X account you can follow. It is out of the drying pan. Again, the handle is out of the drying pan. Uh, please email us. Email us at out of the drying pan at gmo.com. Again, that is out of the drying pan at gmo.com. We have an Instagram. Follow that out of the drying pan. Check that out for some fun stuff. Also, there's a Patreon. You can check out the tiers in the link of the podcast, the description part of the podcast. I think that pretty much wraps it up here. So join us next time as this journey continues. Always be
It's not X, it's Twitter.